skippy boy. You still painting that chicken coop? If only there was another way. Get bent lizard lips, didn't you hear me the first time? Don't be such a sauce box. I know all about it. Well, if you did, you would have gone to prettyandpaintschool.com and learned how to paint like a pro. Pipe down, Ginger Snap. Why, I gotta. Guys, gals, and all other pals, we'll see you down at prettyandpaintschool.com. You think house painting's hard, but it really ain't. Check out Pretty and Paint. Today. Instagram Radio! Yeah! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Denim Radio. This is episode 030. We are now officially in the Dirty 30s. As always, I'm Josh. Over here, we got the style and tie, the science guy coming all the way from, from the sunny shores of Chesterfield, BC. Or Nacusp. <laughs> Came from Nacusp today. Hello, thank cusp. you. He was on the cusp, the cusp of Nacusp. I was on the life. cusp of joining another podcast, but I oh, turned, shoot. I changed my mind and I decided to come home and stay true to this podcast. He knows, he knows where the bread comes from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much bread. So much bread. Yeah, man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, excited to continue the legacy of high end denim podcasts. Uh, denim radio, I believe it's called. <laughs> so, I'm tired. I'm tired, man. But I'm here, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well, that's good, man. And like I said, we've uh, this will be the 30th episode, and I think I don't know how many since you've joined. We've uh, we've been pretty steady Eddie with this shit. Constant episodes every Friday, so it's it's been rad. I mean, we're gonna eventually have to take a little breather, probably in the summer when nobody's really podcasting, anyways. Everybody's on the beach or doing whatever we do in Canada for the month and a half or we get nice weather, but yes, podcasting is seasonal in Canada. Like other places you can do it year round, but here we don't do it in the summer. Yeah. We just got to take a breather. Oh, we, we will burn out, but you know what? We're not taking a breather anytime soon. We got interviews right up till the day that I fly away, fly, fly away to Asia. So we're, uh, we're looking good at the moment. But yeah, it's 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 been busy. We kind of did something a little different here. Normally we stay on after the interviews and we we do our little little preamble like I'm doing right now and the and the conclusion, but just we kind of did a daytime one, so we're like, we gotta go, we gotta go work. So that one, so not nah, yeah, we actually did this original interview last week. But since we've done that interview, I don't know what you've been up to. But as far as my band, we uh, did an old all ages show at High River Brewing Company. 
Nice. And uh, yeah, it was pretty rad. We played with a band called Kipless. They were kind of like, like, they're like younger. I don't know how old they were, if they were still teenagers, if they're in, if they're 20, I didn't ask, but they're kind of playing like, it was almost like Dead Kennedy's No Means No style, like kind of funky, like, nice. but also like, like pretty, like the singer screamed quite a bit and stuff. So it was, it was definitely an interesting, interesting set. And then, yeah, What's the Plan played as well. They're another, I don't know if they're of age now. I think some of them might be of age, but they do a lot of, uh, a lot of all ages stuff around the Calgary area. So yeah, we played with them and a few buds made the track from Calgary, but all in all, I think it was just locals. Like it's you all you played there with your band. It's a smaller High River locals, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like a little drive from other places, you know. And uh I guess there is start was one of those bands from High River. Do they have their own little scene yeah, starting? I think I think Tipless was was from there. Nice. Um, I was talking to the guy who kind of runs it all, and he was saying that there was four active, like all ages. I don't know if it was all age, like underage, or if he just meant like local bands that were based in High River. Well, no, because I think yeah, that band. Uh, I fucking drawn a blank here. Mixed blame. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Mixed blame. They they're from there, but I don't. I think they're still based there. They were all at the show anyway, so. That makes me very happy to hear that uh, the music is alive and well in High River, Alberta. And if you're listening to this show right now and you're a young person, start a band right now. Finish this podcast and then start a band and start playing shows because you're going to have a great time. So, Yeah. It was the best of times. It was the (laughs) blurst of times. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, you just got to keep grinding. Don't break up. Like Trash Ambulance is coming up on 10 years. We pulled off shit we probably shouldn't have been able to, but just the longevity, I think, uh, is helpful. (laughs) Oh, these guys must be legit. They've been around since 2014. Well, I don't know about that, but we've definitely been around. (laughs) But no, it's it's all good. We had a lot of a lot of fun doing this shit. And yeah, everybody, I would I would recommend it to anyone that wants to make noise and annoy people. That's the golden combo. It is. Yeah. I guess I would be remiss if I didn't say, you know, this episode and and everything we do is brought to you by High End Denim Records, as well as Pretty and Paint Painters. You might have heard an all new commercial before this started. They're they're still they're still sticking by us after all we've been through. <laughs> nice. No amount of hate mail could deter them, eh? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Thanks, Pretty and Paint. We're uh we're what they call gatekeepers, you know, the uh tastemakers. Tastemakers, yeah. You know, the people the people do what we tell them to. So go to prettyandpaint.com. The taste the tastemaker. Oh yes. Oh exactly. Um, Except the taste we make as tastemakers, it's more of like uh cigarette butts and spit that have been put into in a McDonald's cup and then you grab it and actually accidentally drink it. It's more like that than like a fine (laughs) whiskey, but that's added value for their advertisement right there. People are gonna love that. Did that ever happen to you at a party where you're like, yes. you have your beer down and everybody's like ashing into the one and then you accidentally yes. grab the wrong one, take a swig. <laughs> yeah, and you're from Alberta, so there was probably chew spit in there well, too. I, I, didn't is... grow, I didn't grow up here though. I grew up in Saskatchewan, which is even yes. more chew spit. <laughs> even more chew spit. Yeah, they chew the long grain stuff you got to buy like at a third party store kind of thing. <laughs> at the reserve usually, I think. I, don't know. I never. That's one thing I never got into. I, You know, I'd smoke cigars and cigarettes and stuff, but I never... 
chewing tobacco just didn't do it for me. I always thought it was gross. Yeah. You always see that one guy who lost his lip to chewing. In, in every town, there's one guy who lost his lip to the chew, and it's just like, oh, I don't want that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and then you get the fucking Ned from South Park thing. Yeah. I guess that's more for the smoking. <laughs> oh, holy crap. This episode <laughs> brought to you by Pretty in Pain. <laughs> we're off the rails. I said we we're going to make this quick, but... <laughs> But yeah, I should I should uh should say, you know, High End Denim Records is the record label that Ozone and I run and we got lots of cool stuff happening. Um the uh I'm I don't know. Yeah, it'll probably be announced. We're uh pre-sales are open for the free Sergio wax, so only a hundred hundred being printed. So there's gonna be us and uh punk rock radar in in uh New York and then our good buddy Johnny over in England with uh Cat's claw. <laughs> I don't know if you guys you guys should go follow both of those pages if you don't already. But Johnny was telling me I won't name names, but he was trying to get a hold of another uh, record label that that I know as well. And he's like, "Oh yeah, they're not getting back to me." And then he looks at it, he's like, "Oh bloody hell, I spelled this, I spelled records wrong." And he put rec recordords. <laughs> it's like <laughs> blank at blank recordords at email.com. I was like, oh my God. And then he sent that to Toby from Red Scare. <laughs> not Toby. <laughs> not Toby. They don't have records in their name. It'd be, that'd be a Red Scare Industries. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that online. Oh, was that recordords. Yeah. Recordords. Yeah. Did you make that meme or did he? I've oh, oh, just quickly slapped it together. You got one of your memes on his record page. That must feel good. <laughs> he had a good day. Yeah, we all had a good laugh about it. It's like, no wonder he didn't answer it, but fucking record orders. So shout out Johnny, Catsclaw. Yeah, so that'll be out. And we got other cool shit. So go to highendanimrecords.com and check it all out. We're actually going to be launching something pretty cool here in the next couple of weeks, hopefully before we head off to Japan, if not, when we get back. But yeah, lots of cool stuff. Got New bands wanting to get on board, new projects from existing bands and the like. And yeah, I think if you're if you're a fan of what we do, then you're you're gonna dig this stuff. And uh yeah, it was actually kind of cool the last talk, the last few shows, because we've been able we've had enough room in our merch booth, we've been able to set up a high-end denim little section as well, and we've been able to to upsell and get people in on the on the other wax we have. So it was actually funny in High River, a guy was like, Well, he told me that he he came in with one of our records already. He's like, would you guys be able to sign this? Which I'm always embarrassed when people <laughs> want me to sign their shit, but I, I do it because if they ask me, it means something to them. So I'm not going to, yeah. as much as I hate myself, I'm not going to yeah. shit on them and call break. them an idiot for wanting that. I mean, take the compliment. Yeah, take the I, compliment. I take it. But he then he had said, oh, I ordered this from Thousand Islands. I'm like, oh, did you know that we also own our own label and you can order from us as well? And he's like, well, what do you got? And so I pointed at him. He's like, oh, Cool. I haven't heard of those bands. I was like, go in your truck or whatever you drove here, fucking throw it on, check it out, and then see what you want. He's like, yeah, I gotta go for a cigarette anyway. So he goes out and comes back in, and it was the making friends. He's like, yeah, that was fucking rad. I'll take one. Nice. And actually, he, I think he might have got some other stuff later in the night too. I can't remember, but it was only that sale. But I hear yeah. So yeah. So words getting around slowly, and there's a guy in town. He's actually just just found us and he was like he was gonna order all of our shit and then he realized we're in the same city because it's gonna be like a hundred bucks hundred bucks shipping to send it to the same city man it's shipping's brutal right now i feel feel for anybody trying to order anything at the moment ourselves included 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's he's moving away out to the East Coast, but he's he's been grabbing everything. He's super stoked on what we're doing. So slowly, one at a time, everybody's falling victim to the to the head. But yeah. Let's awesome. uh, glad to hear that. Yeah, man. It's all looking good. So we're uh we had a pretty rad interview this time. Yeah, we're we're all both looking back into our brains to remember who we talked to. So if you click this, you obviously know it's uh, Mr. Billy Liar from Scotland and Dundee, Scotland. I couldn't forget that. Um, yeah, we had a good chat with him. He's now his latest album came out on Pirates Press Records, who are, and that organization's becoming definite friends of the show, which is awesome. I don't think you've seen the last of them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and and he also put another album out on uh, Red Scare. And they've also been nice to us so far. We need to hit him up again, actually, and get some more some more dudes from his label. Our dudettes or our other. We're we're not we don't discriminate. Anything across the spectrum, we're down to talk to you. But yeah, so we're stoked to talk to him. I mean, because of the time change, we kind of had to do a little bit different. So you and I were were slurping coffees and he was slurping whiskey. So it was a little bit of a different vibe, but I think we I think we got it. <laughs> I think we coalesced into a digestible ooze. There we go. Coalesce. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, we're not much more to say. We're going to let Billy take the wheel. <laughs> Billy, take the wheel. Um, but yeah, but I guess as always, we got to play some tunes. And you kind of went ahead and prepared this all for me. So I'm just going to let you choose the tunes. Because Mr. Okay. Billy Boy was a was a... A bashful boy he didn't play his own music so we got we got to cover him on that aspect yeah let's go ahead and give everyone some context if you've never heard billy liar this is his song failure uh oh jesus i can't read my own writing uh <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> failure school or oh i'm choking so hard right now it's something to do with failure it's off his new record i listened to the <laughs> whole record and uh this this is a great song <laughs> i'm sorry billy cut that failure cut that, factory that. Failure. I, I wrote down failure fact. I wrote down failure fact, and then saw something shiny and just abandoned in the middle of the word. <laughs> I apologize, Billy. Love the song. Love the album. Let's have a listen to that, please. Oh, we need we need two songs to okay. roll into this. Okay, and let's get uh, Pennywise. Let us hear your voice, please. Give it to me. Give it to me. Nobody know. And just to confirm, it is called Failure Factory, folks at home. Go uh, crank up that album, Crisis Actor, as soon as you finish. Or you, you can even pause the episode, go listen to that, and then come back. And then you're, you'll be a better person for it. So yeah, let's roll into these tunes. We got Billy Liar, and we got Pennywise. Check it out. The only thing I learned in high school was how to take a plunge. I'd keep my head down in the corridors as we walked to lunch. You learn pretty fast not to change Your facial expression It keeps a smile or a sneer or a glance Could be open to interpretation It was a failure factory For you and me It was a failure factory For you and me Someone burned down the primary school While we were in class A hundred of us watched it happen But nobody harassed you learn pretty fast how to manage your expectation If you get your hopes up, you'll be heading for a bad situation It was a failure factory for you and me It was a failure factory for me and you 
Hey, this is Jordy from Faster and Louder Records in uh, London, Ontario, and you're listening to Denim Radio. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Denim Radio. I'm Josh over there. We got the dirty dancer himself, Ty, Ty the guy. And we got all the way from Dundee, Scotland. We got the man, the myth, the legend, Billy Liar. How's it going? Not too bad, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Ty? Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, glad to be doing the podcast uh, at an earlier time than usual. We're in the morning doing this podcast in the morning today. Yeah, so we, we got caffeine pumping into us instead of the usual <laughs> usual beers that we're swallowing as we do this. But but Billy, it's uh, it's the evening time for him, so he can he can do whatever he wants. What you got yeah, going? I've got I've got um well I've got a beer and a coffee and I just had a shot of whiskey. So <laughs> I'm kind of hitting all three at once. I just <laughs> figured spaces are covered. <laughs> turn into some sort of juggling act and see how we get going. Yeah. I appreciate you fitting me in with the early schedule for you guys, but yeah, for sure. And I can say as far as this show goes, you are the first overseas guest we've had. Oh really? Because we're based in Western Canada. We've had a few Americans, but you're the first time we've crossed the pond. We, we've definitely something we want to do more of, but yeah, this this uh, annoying nice. ass time zone thing. Awesome. So what's going on in in Dundee? That sounds more Australian than Scottish to me, <laughs> maybe because oh, I yeah. watched too many Paul Hogan movies. <laughs> oh yeah, Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Well, I just played some shows. Uh. I was out in Scotland. Uh. Playing some shows with TV Smith, who was the singer in the adverts, like a. Uh, very influential to me punk band from the 70s from london um oh, cool. we've been playing gigs together for a long time so we just did some gigs together in scotland uh where we do sets separately and then we play some songs together at the end and that that was means a lot to me um that was really fun i put a record out towards the end of last year uh on pirates press called um crisis actor and um i did a tour around fest um like on the east coast uh down to into Gainesville, Florida with, with that record, with a full band. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I actually was doing some shows with Tightwire uh, at that time as well, who I know oh, Tane cool. was one of your previous guests. But they're Good a great Tane, band. friend of the show, Tane Graves. Yeah. <laughs> I listened em. to his podcast. It was really funny. I, like he's a, <laughs> he's a fun guy. So it was, there were a good bunch of shows and uh, Fest's incredible. I don't know if you've guys, have you been to Fest before? I've went twice, but not for a number of years. I was like, Fest 11 and 12, I think I went to, or 12 and 13. I can't remember anymore, but yeah. So I, nice. I know what it's all about. I love it. I just haven't made it back. Just life got in the way. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good time, but yeah, I got a question. So obviously you're Billy Liar. That's your moniker. Um, so when you play with a full band, like for instance, when you went over to America, like do you bring guys with you or did you have a hire guys from America to play with you? um well i've been doing it solo for a long time i've been doing it as a solo project for a long time when i first started this is something i've been doing since i was at school so it's like i was in bands before but then when i started writing my own songs and doing my own thing i realized that you know there was only one direction and no one else that i grew up with was going to do it with me so i just had to fucking get on the road and keep playing gigs and booking my own gigs and book my own tours and i've been doing that ever since so um I suppose that's a long way of saying that uh, I I now do have a band that I play with, but they're based in America. Um, oh, okay. So, so it was an American band I was touring with. But on the records, um, my guitar player 
who tours with me is on the record like he's on the new record um but it's different musicians to the ones that are on the on the albums basically if that makes sense like friends of yours or studio musicians that you hired uh no friends of mine yeah uh robin who played drums on both my newest album and the album before robin guy um he's a professional musician but we've been friends for a long time we've been playing and recording together since i was 19 or something like we've known each other for a long time um and then both those records were produced by joe mcmahon from smoker fire um so he sang and played guitar on those records as well and then tim van duren who played bass on the records he runs a studio in belgium which is where we recorded um he's an incredible bass player but little dave parker he's one of my best friends and he's the lead guitar player in the band now he's based in la um but he's on the crisis actor record and he's in the live touring band um so yeah that's kind of the lineup so uh mr mcmahon does he live over in europe or is he did he just fly over there to do it uh no he lives in germany he lives in munster in germany okay um and that's we met actually in scotland we met in dundee scotland in 2014 or 2015 i can't remember and we played a festival together and then we i played right before him and right after i got off stage he said like great set brother or something and i was like oh (laughs) thanks man and then the next day he came through to edinburgh where i was living at the time and he played this bar which is like the most haunted bar in scotland that i used to work at and uh i happened to be playing songs that were my own like i was just listening to my own music in the bar upstairs and he came in and ordered a pint of guinness and he sat down and i was playing a mutual friend of ours from boston without realizing it so then he came out to the bar and he was like are you playing fucking jeff Rowe? i don't know if you know jeff but he's a great boston punk singer songwriter um and i was like yeah and he was like that's my fucking brother and I was, he, then he was like wait are you not the guy that played the festival last night and i said yes and he was like we should do some shows together and then we toured together like nonstop for the next few years and we've made lots of records together and yeah, he changed my life. But Oh. It's amazing. But he lives in Winter. He lives in Germany. But we've done a lot of touring together. Like uh, I did a lot of shows with Smoker Fire as well. But I fucking love that guy. But they're not still active though, that band, right? No, they were doing stuff. Um well they put out a new record recently last year, but it was a record. Oh. It was kind of the lost record. It was like the one that never um the one that never came out uh, at the very beginning when they were still called Jericho. Um, but he put out a solo record that was produced by Tim Van Duren. Uh, so the same, um, you know, engineer as um, as my records and also the bass player on my records in in Belgium um, called Another Life. And that's what inspired me to, to go to that studio to work with Tim as well and work with Joe. Because when I heard those songs, I was like, fuck, these are the best songs I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> We were in Ireland. We were in Dublin in some sleazy hotel, just some fucking cheap shithouse of a place. And he was getting these mixes back. And he was like, do you want to hear my new record? And was like, he wasn't sure. And I was like, that sounds unreal. That sounds like the <laughs> fucking greatest thing I've ever heard. Um, so, yeah, then we went to Belgium and did a lot more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so how is uh, you're mentioning going to the, you know, mainland Europe? Has it been challenging since like all the brexit crap or is it have you noticed much of a difference or oh that's an interesting question um we me and all my friends were really worried you know like a lot of terrible things happened politically all at the same time it felt like 
you know, there was the Brexit thing and then Scotland was supposed to get independence from the UK, which I've got nothing against England, but I feel like Scotland should be independent because it's its own mm. country. And the fact they were governed by London effectively is just makes absolutely no sense. But anyway, th that's by the by, you know, and then Trump became fucking president while I was in America. And I was like, oh, God, like everything was fucking sliding away. Um, <laughs> and then what, what was the question? Oh, Brexit. <laughs> and then Brexit happened. And I was like, oh, man. And the amount of people that voted for Brexit in the UK, like, you know, it's like, you know, that expression, like turkeys voting for Christmas. It's like, <laughs> what, what are you what are you talking about? Like, of course, like that's not going to do any good for anyone apart from the fucking elite. You know, the only people that it helped are the, the rich, um, elite. And, uh, so no, I was, I was really worried. Um, I've done, I've done, you know, I've done a few festivals in, in Germany since then, uh, and, and bits and pieces. But last summer was the first time that I did a proper tour there where we, I came with a band, um, it was my friend Little Dave who played who played in the record who I was talking about before. It was a different drummer and a different bass player, and we were touring with our friend's good friend from Ireland, and um, and we drove from from the UK to to Berlin for the first show, um, and then we did yeah three weeks in Germany and Switzerland, and it was great. But we were quite concerned, you know, about the fucking paperwork and the. You know, we've seen these horror stories in the news here. I don't know if you see them, but but we see them, which is like, you know, banned banned from touring and, you know, uh, turned away at the border and everything fell apart. But in actual fact, we had no issues whatsoever. So oh, same as it always was. I, I don't know whether it's just propaganda, which is like supposed to make you not want to do it because of, you know, fear of it. Because actually, when looking back, it was quite isolated incidents that we were seeing. There was only a few, maybe like two or three stories, which were like, this happened. And it's like, okay, but then what about all the other bands that that wasn't a problem for, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, I, I'll tell you what it's affected. It's definitely affected American bands or bands from out with the UK coming to the UK because they're just like, what's the fucking point? Because first off, touring in the UK can be tough anyway, whereas touring in mainland Europe can be a bit more comfortable some of the time. So therefore... To then drive through, you know, a tunnel under the sea or however they're doing it, to come to play like one or two gigs in the UK that might not be ideal situations. Like a lot of bands are just like fuck that, you know, or it's not them; it's their management or their agent or their promoters or whatever. But you know, we're not getting. We are getting a lot of band touring, you know, touring bands, but not as many as we were getting post. Uh, sorry, pre pre-brexit I, I guess but there's also the pandemic and everything to factor that you know into that and all these other fucking factors so um i don't know i guess we'll just have to wait and see when the dust settles you know as i say like last summer we were we were in you know we crossed the border in the van with a full back lane and tons of merch like just sitting there like um thinking is this going to be a problem but in actual fact, it was fine. So you also might have got a good border guard or something too. <laughs> I just didn't care. That's the thing. You never know. Like if someone's having a bad day, then you're fucked. But you know, um, same thing for us as Canadians going down to America. There's horror stories, which we've talked about many times on the show. Oh sure. Yeah. So yeah. We've you know we've got friends that have snuck into play shows, got caught, and then got like ten year bannings from the country and stuff. I have one personal friend that that happened to. Yes. 
So, you know, we're a little bit scared too, but also I did go over there once. Uh, so you're, you're right. It's like, you hear all the bad stories, but you gotta, you gotta think about the good and maybe roll the dice sometimes. Yeah. 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 I think it all depends too. And like you said, you did do your proper paperwork and everything, right? So what else can you do? <laughs> if you're just, it's usually the, when people get in trouble and in, in like Canadians get in trouble, it's because they didn't do anything, right? They just try to sneak over and they're like, Hey. What's going on here? Yeah. yeah. Why well, do you got guitars and 17 boxes of t-shirts? Obviously, you're not, you're not yeah. just going for a visit. <laughs> but yeah. there's a way, there's ways around it, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not vain enough to think that you know the government of America is like looking at my Instagram of my band being like, let's see what yeah. this guy yeah. these guys are coming to New Jersey. Get him. Yeah, but what what if they what if you go to cross the border and like you didn't have your paperwork and they, they were like, hey, let flag, me yeah. let me let me get a look at your phone for a sec, right? What are you gonna be like? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? I'll just I'll just say I don't remember the password. You can't get in. There you go. <laughs> I am a freeman of the land. Your constitutional <laughs> laws do not apply to me. <laughs> your borders for, mean nothing to me. <laughs> that's amazing so how how's the the health of the scottish punk scene these days are you happy with what you're seeing or is it mainly bands i guess you say nobody's coming to see you right now but <laughs> well no i mean they are i mean they yeah they are I, I guess it's just i guess what i'm saying is yeah there's less there's like yeah less bands coming to scotland if they do come to the uk they might just come to like london and manchester and stuff but um but no there's still there's still touring circuits and yeah, great tours are happening all the time. I don't like to be pessimistic about stuff, so I like to, you know, try and, you know, good things are happening. I I book shows in Scotland when I can, you know, for for bands and, um, so I see the the requests that are coming in, and I'm trying to make stuff happen. And there's stuff happening that's not me. There's loads of it, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. I was looking up Scottish bands, and for some reason ACDC kept coming up, but I guess they have Scottish roots. Oh, they've got Scottish Yeah, they're like obviously he moved there when moved to Australia when, like the young brothers when they were kids or something. But they still yeah. show up as Scottish bands, which I thought was like, am I like, is the Mandela effect? Like, I should have swore they were yeah. from fucking Australia. <laughs> <So> imagine Scottish <laughs> ACDC, how different it would be in that like parallel universe instead of the Australian version. <laughs> Just for yeah, I think we do. Yeah. I'm pretty sure one of them is like pretty Scottish, isn't he? I don't, I don't know. That's what it said that the two young brothers and then the original singer was from Scotland as well. Is is what Wikipedia told me. Right. Kind of went down a wormhole and then it's like, oh shit, I'm supposed to be researching Billy Liar. <laughs> fuck you, ACDC. <laughs> and fuck you, ADHD. <laughs> yeah. I definitely well, have that. <laughs> yeah, like uh like famous Scottish punk bands would be like the Exploited or from Edinburgh as well. Uh Oi Poloi, if you know them. They're oh, like yeah. a- an arco punk band um and in their later years they sing entirely in gaelic um which is like the traditional scottish language um like bands like that changed my life when i was growing up like mm-hmm. exploited were a huge influence on me because i was like, i couldn't believe that bands could sound like that and also then i found out they're from my city and i was like how how is that possible you know um um what's the guy's yeah, name I, again wadi Wadi, yeah. <laughs> Exploited might be one of the bands that like affected the most young punks too. Like, because, uh, you know, I'm 35 years old, but in, 
in high school when we were first getting into punk rock and stuff, Exploited were one of the most accessible bands, right? It was mm-hmm. easiest to find the Misfits, the Ramones, and the Exploited. You know, they were on par with the Dead Kennedys as far as I'm concerned and how far their music reached and how many people they influenced at a young age. So I used to see Exploited t-shirts, patches mm-hmm. constantly from the time I first started listening to punk rock. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like the first time I heard of them, like I found a record in my dad's record collection and it was a record by them and I put it on and I was like, firstly, my dad was like, don't put that on. And then I put it on <laughs> and I was like, this is fucking amazing, you know. And then I looked at the back and there's a picture of them like pissing on a wall and it says Edinburgh, Scotland. And then, so that was the the first touch of it. And then like you say, then I like, I was really into like 90s punk, you know, I got into bands like Rancid and No Effects and, you know, all those bands. Um, and like Tim Armstrong was wearing like a fucking rancid, uh, exploited backpack, and then and then it's everywhere. It's like every like it's a it's one of those touch, like what's the phrase like touchstone bands? Touchstone, like, touch, yeah. Like it's just everywhere. Like it's there's always referencing things, and you're like, but that's that shitty band from where I'm from. You know, like I can't believe that. That uh, would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. He got a shout out on a couple episodes ago when we had the. Uh, David from the casualties on because he said he was doing punk rock museum tours and did he, did he say Waddy was with him for some of it or something? He, I remember he was, yeah. yeah. I was uh, I went to punk rock museum last summer and uh, oh, cool. he was there. I saw the casualties play um, at punk rock bowling, they were great, oh, cool. like he was amazing as a front man. And then just after that was when he was doing the tours. I saw like a video on Instagram of him and Waddy doing the gated tours, but. <laughs> And what did he say? Yeah, great, he was so. he was the uh, interpreter because he was a little well, bit too Scottish. Say, <laughs> some people find him quite difficult to to understand. Yeah, he took speed for you know every day of his life for a long, long, long time, <laughs> and he still like speaks at a million miles an hour, and he's great. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, let's take a quick uh, musical break here. We're at that sure. point of the show. Um, kind of putting you on the spot again. But what what tunes would you like to hear, or what tune would you like to hear? Um, oh, well, I thought maybe we could play a song by uh, Joe McMahon from uh, his solo record, if that's all right. And there's a song on that record called Canadian Graffiti, which I thought might make sense. I don't know. Perfect. Let's do all it. Right. Joe McMahon. Terrible thing I walked into the room And I felt in my knees In the void And soon seen 
we're back. We don't actually play the song right now. <laughs> yeah, I wondered. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, it's it's all done in, in post, but but anyways, yeah. Awesome. Well, let's uh you just released, I guess, pretty recently now. You can say it's still new. Your album Crisis Actors. Is it plural or crisis actor? Uh, actor. Uh, singular, actor. yeah. Actor. On uh, Pirates Press record. So how did that relationship come to fruition? Um, well, I've been a fan of that record label for a long time, obviously. Um, I just I love a lot of bands on that, and I really respected them as a label. And, um, well, we I guess we, we connected through my friends in the band The Barstool Preachers, um, who, are, who are based in the UK. And then we also had friends in uh, Susie Moon and um, the, Dr- the Drowns as well. And all those bands are just super hardworking bands that I really respect, um, who put out fucking great music and they also tour really hard um Susie not so much right now because she's having a baby uh, or she just had a baby um mm. but like up until the point she was still like I saw her at punk rock bowling and she was absolutely incredible no one knew that she was pregnant at that point you know like um uh yeah just all those bands have have a great work ethic and I was I really respect you know the output that the the label puts out it seems like a really you know professional operation but it's also still a punk label and it's really like ethical and um so i had a lot of respect for them and um yeah so we connected a few times in the states i met up with the label head in um in long beach in um last summer and then at punk rock bowling as well i reconnected with them and yeah it was it was kind of like you know a a process of um of discussions but i i'm really stoked to be working with them i really uh really happy with the way the record came out and the release and they've they're great to talk to like um i talk to them all the time and Mm -hmm. just to have that communication with the label is really important i think yeah they've been a good a good help to us as a fledgling podcast right they've hooked us up with some shout out christian (laughs) hooking us up with this interview amongst others and some someone's coming down the pipe that we're excited about nice (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Chris is great. I guess you know our our next question is the the guest vocal, fairly, it's a little known singer from England, <laughs> singing on one of your songs. How did you arrange the oh. Frank Turner guest spot? Well, you know we're from the UK. We're both from the UK, so I met Frank a long time ago. Um, I saw him play in Edinburgh, and I said, "Holy shit!" Because this is like early on in both of our, you know, careers. I guess. Um, and I saw him play and I was like, I can't believe anyone else is writing songs like I write. Like they're in, these are the sort of things I'm singing about in my head. Um, and we met that night and then many years passed, but we stayed in touch. Uh, then we, you know, re-met a couple of times over the years, but like had many friends in common. And I always played with Extra Mile Bands, uh, which is a label that Frank's always been on. Like I've done a lot of shows with Skinny Lister. I don't know. I don't need to list them all, but like, you know, <laughs> good good friends of Frank, like Beans on Toast and Skinny Lister and Will Varley and uh, AJJ and um, just a whole bunch of bands like that. And um, But it was when I put out the Some Legacy record, um, Frank reached out and, uh, um, and said he really liked that record. And then he put it on his, he put one of the songs on his, like his playlist on Spotify. And um and then he asked me to play his festival in Berlin, uh Lost Evenings Festival. Um and so like we ha- we were starting to have a you know a, a kind of working relationship as well as like a friendly relationship, I guess. 
this is, you know, as I say, like over many years, um, it was very organic, I guess I got to say. And then, and then in, in March of 2020, uh, so just after my record, my Some Legacy record had just come out at the end of 2019. And so March of 2020, my friends, uh, Micah Schnabel and Vanessa Jean Speckman were touring with Frank in the UK. And uh, I was about to go on tour across America and Canada with the Bomb Pops and Tightwire. And uh, then I was going to do Frank's Festival in Germany. And I've this whole year of touring with the Some Legacy record, you can probably see where this is going, yeah. uh, lined up. And in March 2020, as I keep saying, me and my girlfriend at the time went to meet Frank um, and his wife, uh, Jess, uh, well, soon-to-be wife at the time, and and Micah and Vanessa, you know, and we, saw, we watched them play in Glasgow at this beautiful old ballroom venue, uh, the Barrowlands. And, you know, me and Frank, like, properly had a long conversation before he went on stage in the backstage, just me and him, and we were talking about the tours that we had upcoming and... I guess I don't need to tell you all of this story. It, this isn't really related to the recording, but I guess I'm just trying to give you some context. Um, mm-hmm. Right before he went on, we, you know, we drank a shot of tequila and we cheers the fact that you know things were looking good. And then, and then he came off stage, and uh, we were in the backstage, and everyone was kind of like celebrating, like, "Oh, what a great gig! What a fantastic gig! This tour is going to be great for them, and everything's fine." And then my phone like buzzed, and I looked at my phone, and I realized the bump up tour had been cancelled. And like everyone knew that like something bad was sort of happening, you know, like there was rumblings in the in the like lexicon of like badness, um, you know, like in the news and stuff. But no one, no one thought it was going to like disrupt like day to day life. I don't know. I guess we were ignorant. But um, I got that message, and everyone, everyone was like, "What's wrong?" And I said, "Oh, I think my tour's just being cancelled." And they were like, "Oh fuck," because they were on a much bigger tour than me, and you know, they were like, "Oh." oh no you know and then everything started to slide downhill so we were just there together in this very like intense um situation and then i guess there's other factors like me and me and frank shared a a, 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 we shared a a friend who passed and um that's not really related to the to the story of the recording either what really happened was we were recording the album in belgium and i woke up on the second day of the recording and I looked at my phone as I got out of the shower and it said Antwerp tonight on Frank Turner's Instagram. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's we're in Belgium, like we're in Belgium. So I looked up where the venue was in relation to the studio and I realized it was a 15 minute drive away. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I messaged Frank and said, hey, man, don't know if you've got any time, but we're recording if you want to like grab a beer or something before your show, which is like stupid because I'm recording a record and I'm really busy. But, you know, he's a friend and it's like he's in Belgium and we're like super close, like 15 minutes away. Like we should reconnect because I hadn't seen him since March 2020 when everything, the shit hit the fan and everything went sideways. And so that was like, it was just such a long period of like, you know, everyone trying to stay connected to the people that they were doing things with and they cared about. And, you know, obviously such a bizarre life event for everybody. Um mm. But like I hadn't seen him since, and it's like, oh, you're 15 minutes away. We're in Belgium, and you're doing something, and I'm doing something. You know, let's connect. So then I messaged him, and he said, "How many people do you want on the guest list?" And I was like, uh, you know, I looked around, and I was like, seven, I guess, because that's everyone that was in the studio. And he was like, no problem. And then I went into the control room where Tim was setting up for the day for the recording, and I was like, uh, so Frank's pretty close to where we are, and 
there's this thing and you know maybe i should maybe i should ask him to sing on the record and he was like do you think he would do it and i said i don't know but we should probably ask him and he was like if you think he'll do it you should probably ask him so i messaged him back and i was like how would you feel about doing some vocals on the record and he was like if you can drop me off if you can pick me up at four o'clock or something and then drop me off at half past five then i'll do it but it basically meant you know it's a 15 minute drive easy peasy all we have to do go pick up frank get him to the studio do a little sing song get him back he can eat his dinner and play you know but in actual fact it completely derailed the day because we had to drive to pick up frank stuck in traffic uh i'd only finished the lyrics for one song which is the song that we recorded so i was like writing them on a piece of paper as we drove to pick up frank pick up frank frank gets in the car you know hi 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 and then on the way back he's learning the lyrics and at, at that point i realized that sometimes i put in like little easter eggs into my songs and that's the only song i've ever put in an easter egg to a frank song so as he got to that, that, that lyric he was like oh which ones do you want me to sing and i was like well you'll have to sing that one because because you know <laughs> and he was like well yeah i know and then we got to the studio and we had like no time we had like you know, 12 minutes before we then had to get back into the car again. But obviously he stayed a lot longer. He skipped his sound check. He skipped his dinner. Um, but he was still only there for like 45 minutes because of the fact we then had to get him back across town in terrible traffic again to then go <laughs> on stage. So we dropped him off, went back to the studio, finished our recording for the day, packed down and then went back and watched Frank play that night. And uh, it was just such a emotional, emotionally intense experience. Um, because yeah, that like the recording of that and being in the vocal booth with him while he was re while he was recording the vocals, and it was quite an intense record for me lyrically, anyway. And that song is quite intense for me, and just being in there with him was absolutely surreal. And then he's yeah, he's written a song about a mutual friend of ours, um, uh, a, a guy called Scott Hutchison who was in a band from Scotland called Frightened Rabbit. And he played that song that night. And because I was so like kind of out of my mind because of recording, you know, we were in a living in a house studio for eight days, not leaving it, you know. So this is the first time we've been out for two and a half days anyway. And then we went straight back into the fucking bunker, basically. Um, but in that moment, you know, uh, Frank played the song about our friend. And I was like, oh, my God, like I, I was not emotionally prepared for that. And uh it was just a very intense emotional uh recording for, for the for, for for many reasons that record um but to have frank there on the second day was hugely inspiring to me and it it really made me up my game because i was like oh fuck if this guy's gonna come in here and act like a pro like we're gonna have to do some something you know we gotta so it made me like work harder it made me push myself in songwriting and guitar playing and singing and um yeah so it was hugely inspiring to me and then you know we, you know, I saw I saw him in Berlin. I went to play this festival, and then the next time I saw him, I was like, I saw him in LA. Like we kept seeing each other in different places. I was, you know, I kept being in the right place at the right time, I guess. And uh, and then and then I was like, oh fuck, you're going to be in Dundee. You're going to be in Dundee. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, do you want to be in the video? And he was like, sure, just make it happen. So then he came and he was in the video. But like the video was fucked. Where it was like the day before he left the tour, he went to you know from somewhere in middle england to london he left the tour while the tour carried on he like sang songs at the parliament or something like he did something else he like gave a speech somewhere sang songs somewhere else 
stayed overnight, got an overnight train from London to Edinburgh, took a train from London, uh, Edinburgh to Dundee, and then he was supposed to go there, pick up his guitar and a shirt from the venue, and then go straight to meet me to this stupid video. And then, so obviously, like, we were set up with ever, everything ready for the video. And then, like, 45 minutes before he was supposed to get there, I get a phone call from his uh, tour manager who was like, Frank's not coming <laughs> because it's... Because they were like trying to prioritize stuff. They're like, no, 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 Frank needs to sound check and Frank's tired and Frank needs to do the gig. And I was like, fuck. So then I had to go down and be like, right, everything's off. Everything's canceled. The video's fucked. It's all in the bin to the director and everything. And they were like, oh, right. Oh, no, that's terrible. And I was like, yeah, no, that's terrible. Because I was working the night before and I was tired. You know, I'd got up really early and got everything prepared for this thing. And then uh, Frank phoned me himself and he was like, no, no, I'm coming. Like, don't worry, I'm coming. Um, but that was after we started to like pack stuff down because we were like, oh no, everything's ruined. Um, but he, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say wow. is he makes he makes a big effort and he he pulls through and he's usually inspiring to me. <laughs> You're really inconveniencing this guy constantly. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds it, yes. <laughs> It sounds like uh, your band has been a roller coaster of emotions, like from that tour you were talking about to that video thing. Yeah, I guess I've been a real pain in his ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good thing he's one take Frank and just nailed it. <laughs> Learning the song yeah. off of a napkin on the way to the studio. It's incredible. Yeah. He even ad libbed a line. There's like a line where he like screams. He was like, Do you mind if I do something? And I was like, No. And then he went to the back of the room and just like yelled something and then carried on. And he was like, Right, perfect. See you later. <laughs> so he must so, have like an insane understanding about how music should should work, you know, if he can just ad lib something so. and make your song that much better with like you're like yeah so just go fuck myself working on this song for months and you just make it better <laughs> yes. in five seconds <laughs> yeah i mean to be honest that's kind of the way i i like to work in the studio too it's just the kind of like improvisation and the you know like not necessarily the first take is the best but like the first or the second take are usually the best i find then like there's magic in the in the parts that aren't perfect you know i i like imperfections and stuff so um i'm kind of like that too like i like writing songs in the studio and i like doing things there and then that you haven't thought about because then i i think then you're really trying your best you know if you're just going over and over and over and over the same part and practicing it it's i don't know it just kind of loses a bit of this magic i think but that's fair well here's here's a question so the folks at home don't know this um frank did a like a very strange split with no effects where they covered each other's songs so if you mm. had the opportunity to do that with a band, which band would you like to cover their songs and vice versa? Oh, um, yeah, that was an unusual thing. I didn't really see that one coming, but I thought <laughs> it was cool. Um, oh, I don't know. What, any band ever? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> we like to put people on the spot on the show. I mean, if Frank's doing no effects, I'd have to do Rancid or something, right? It's got to be it's like go big or go home at that point, I think. Uh, okay, now what fair. songs would you do? I was kidding. Uh, <laughs> really put you on the spot. What did, do you have a go-to cover that you do at lots of your... Or you at least you used to back in the day or anything? Well, of Rancid or of other bands? Just, just of any any band, like you just... Um, I do I do actually do... Um, I do a medley in my sets. Um if I'm doing a longer set, I do a medley. So it's a Bastards of Young. Uh, mm -hmm. I start with Bastards of Young, and then I go through a huge uh, array of songs, um, which are like ones that influenced me when I was growing up uh, into things that I'm still 
getting into now and i also splice in bits of other things and then so it's that's like a like a jukebox of of kind of songs and inspirations that i'll do especially if i'm playing a longer set um because i like to kind of show all my inspiration um and just like leave it out there on the floor and then if anyone picks it up then great um but i used to cover you know i used to cover rancid sometimes i put olympia wa in there um uh yeah i love covering the replacements the clash um bands like that i guess um a whole lot of stuff i've done a lot of covers in my life as well but it's funny i embarrassed myself i don't know if you guys got king of the hill over in scotland but it was yeah. that on this show Ty? i was like oh yeah the replacements do the king of the hill it was yeah king of the hill yeah. song They're like that's the refreshments like oh whoops <laughs> i knew it was an oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> i was close <laughs> so you you mentioned rancid so uh, on your i think it's your spotify you have a quote from the, the man himself mr armstrong saying that you're one oh, of yeah. his favorite songwriters so how did that quote like where how did like did he go on record saying that or was like, how did how did you hear that he's a big fan or do you know him personally uh we we do have a friendship now um yeah it's kind of the same as the frank thing um when i put out the some legacy record he heard it and he reached out and we've um he said a lot of nice things and yeah we've been in touch um I've met him in LA and uh I met him in Berlin last year as well uh on that summer tour. Um we started off in Berlin and then we had a night off because our show got cancelled because Rancid were playing because <laughs> they were playing such a huge place and our little venue was like, Oh no, all the punks will be at the Rancid show, which is correct, obviously. Um, but I meant that I got a chance, you know, me and Dave went to have dinner uh with, with him and and watched them from the side of the stage, which like I mean that that's so, something I'd never thought I'd get to do. So. The next Billy record is out on Hellcat. There's the scoop. <laughs> scoop troop. <laughs> it's amazing. So sorry to interrupt, but let's let's do another uh, musical break. Sure. What do you want to hear? Oh, I thought maybe we could play uh, a band from the UK um, who are friends of mine. I just did a show with them last Friday. Uh, they're called Terror Pins, uh, and the song is called Enough. All right. Here we go. Struggle to meet the end while we are fighting their war. Cause we 
we're back so we're start rolling into the conclusion of this episode so thanks a lot for hanging out with us billy no uh, worries i guess it's an, a normal for time for you a little bit strange time for ty and i and he's even an hour ahead of, or behind me because he's in the uh, bc all right a- anytime's problems. a good time to talk punk rock with the boys <laughs> well he's hitting the bong <laughs> hitting the bong yeah, yeah. <laughs> saying yeah we got to behave ourselves <laughs> he's fine <laughs> but uh i mentioned to you we got a little bit of uh couple games that we'd like to play with you so i hope you like games i know i already, oh, yeah. put, I already put you on the spot before but wait till this next segment what's it called ty <laughs> it's called the pressure cooker <laughs> So he's in the middle of that <laughs> aforementioned bong rip that I <laughs> <Yes>. just kidding. <laughs> All right, Billy. So this this next uh, segment is called the pressure cooker. Basically, I'm going to ask you ten questions, rapid fire style. So don't think about it too much. Just spit out the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Okay. Uh, I think so. All right. Coke or Pepsi? Oh, uh, Pepsi. Um, what's the official animal of Scotland? It's a uh, uh, unicorn. Rancid or no effects? Rancid. <laughs> uh, what was your longest plane ride? Uh, when I went to Australia. Um, what was the last song you listened to? Enough by Terrapins. <laughs> uh, Ewan McGregor. Nice one. <laughs> Ewan McGregor or uh, Sean Connery? Ewan McGregor. Uh, who's the best Canadian band? Uh, best Canadian band of all time. Sure. <laughs> uh, DOA. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Uh, what's the capital of Poland? Warsaw. And last one, everybody's dying to know: soccer or basketball? Uh, football. <laughs> and that concludes <laughs> another episode of. The pressure cooker. All right, let's let's circle back here quickly. Okay. So yeah, how the hell can the unicorn be the official animal? Like, you guys know something I don't? Like, is that is that a real animal? Um. Well, it's just they say like Scotland's a very like magical place, and there's lots of like myths and you know um, stuff like that here. So yeah, it was surprising to me. Someone pointed out once, like I, you know, where I'm from in Edinburgh, there's a a like a an area of What's it called? Uh, fuck. 
I don't know. I think there's a big area, which is just like a big field of grass where teenagers get drunk during the summer. Um, but, you know, and there's like basketball courts. A meadow? And stuff. Is that the word? Yeah, it's called the meadows. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. That's what it's called. It's been a while since I've been there. That's where I used to live. I used to live very nice to there. Um, but there's like statues, uh, which everyone like, there's a, a road that goes through the middle of it and like cars go through, but there's statues on each end on, on the top of these giant plinths. Someone once pointed it out to me. They were like, you know, the national fucking animal for Scotland is a unicorn, right? And I was like, come on. And they were like, look <laughs> up there. And there's giant unicorns on top of these plinths, like statues. Um yeah, I don't know. I guess it's a magical Sweet. place. So. Well, when I think of magical animals from Scotland, I don't think of unicorns. You think because, of the Loch Ness Monster? Yeah, right? I think the real Mackenzie's got a song about the legend of Nessie. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know what's funny? I got friends that are in that band, and he's like, we don't draw flies in Scotland. And the whole thing is they're a Scottish-Canadian punk band. Uh, like, nobody cares when they go to Scotland, which is supposed to be like our mecca, <laughs> Oh, they do quite well in Scotland, but do they? When I think of monsters from Scotland, I also think of the real Mackenzies. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he's from like Victoria or something, isn't he? <laughs> I should have said they were my favorite Canadian band. They're they're animals, animals. <laughs> I didn't know if he, if they're like encroaching on your culture, or what, but you ex- you've accepted them as one of your own. Yeah, I mean, come on, they're fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, they've had a. I've known quite a few guys in that band of, over the years, and yeah, the the lineup yeah. changes, but. I guess as long as Paul's singing it, they just going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, I, I played with them a few times over the years, but they, they had different lineups then. Guy Gwomper, who was in um, Avail, it was also in Smoker Fire, was the bass player for a while. But um, I saw them play last year uh, in Edinburgh in, in Scotland. They always tour around Burns Night at the beginning of January, or that's usually the end mm-hmm. of January, like Robert Burns. Um, right. But they weren't, I guess they weren't here this year. But they do well in Europe and they do well in the UK, but... Oh, interesting. He made it seem like maybe just comparatively to other places, they expect them oh, to roll out the red carpet when they roll in Scotland. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so uh, Rancid or no effects, after talking to you for five minutes, it's pretty apparent which one, which band you're going to choose. <laughs> I mean, I, I I do love no effects as well. Like Fat Mike is one of my favorite songwriters of all time too. And uh I, I I mean I know that band are big, but I feel like he doesn't get enough credit as a songwriter. I think the songs are amazing, and I love that band. Of like, I love them for a long time. So, yeah, my bandmates and I like you know when you're cruising somewhere, you you listen to lots of music, and we're like talking one time about I can't remember what the name of the album is. One of their like albums that came out like I can't remember the name of it, self entitled or something. We're like, oh, that album is terrible. Like, let's put it on, and we're like, well, wait, this sounds good. Wait. This sounds actually pretty rad. It's like, even his albums, I think, suck. Or actually, you listen to them, like, fuck, there's a lot of gold on this, actually. <laughs> yeah. I would kill to write a song half this good. <laughs> I think that's the one that he says is his favorite album he's written. Um, really? I think so. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Cool. <laughs> so you like Obi Wan over uh, James Bond? <laughs> Who's oh, the yeah. Star Trek? No, no, no. I asked him, you and McGregor over. Uh, Oh, Sean Connery, and he did say Star Wars too. Yeah, I said Star Wars. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Sean Connery's. Yeah, he's from from Scotland as well. But Ewan mm-hmm. McGregor, like, he's the Ewan man. McGregor, he comes off pretty well. Yeah, he comes across pretty well. Yeah. So that's how you say his first name, eh? That's got to be a pretty Scottish name, eh? Ewan. <laughs> oh, Ewan. Yeah, yeah. Ewan. 
it's one of those names I always see written a million times, but I don't always hear it spoken. So I've been oh, sure. burnt by that before where it's like, I'm not even coming close to saying that name correctly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Glad I got it right. <laughs> yeah, you said it right. Yeah. <laughs> and I like how you, you corrected me because over here in the North America, we say soccer and you're like, football, dummy. All right. Well, yeah, <laughs> I had to. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I forgot it was on, to be honest. I was a little, oh, yeah. I was a little swifted out. So I was just, I'm just going to watch There's, cartoons with my kid. Call it a, day. a lot of talk about that over here. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, that's, that's the pressure cooker. You did well, even though I put you on the spot. <laughs> what about you, Ty? You, you got another game or should we bullshit for a little while or just jump right into it? Yeah, I, I got a quick little game we could play. Uh, why not? So on this one, uh, this is uh, Canadian towns versus Scottish towns. So the Canadian towns, I will be asking to Billy and the Scottish towns, I will be asking to Josh. So if you all are ready to go, we'll go. So Billy, uh, oh, and I'll tell you, one of these towns is a, uh, a real town from Canada. And one of them is a town made up by me. Okay. So, is the real town blow me down? Or is it Dead Man's Chest? Oh. Uh, Dead Man's Chest. Okay. And Josh, is the Scottish town called Fanny or Twat? <laughs> it's got to be Fanny. Okay. So uh, both of you were wrong, unfortunately. It's Blow Me Down Newfoundland and Twat Shetland. <laughs> is it really a town called Twat? That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Spent a, line, a lot of time in Twat. <laughs> Live album. <laughs> okay. Uh, no points in the first round. So round two, Billy, is there a town in Canada called Funny Farm or Happy Land? Uh, Funny Farm. Okay. And Josh, in Scotland, can you find a town called ass loss or a town called dick falls <laughs> i think the first one asked ass loss okay uh so unfortunately billy it is indeed happy land saskatchewan is the name of the real place josh's home <laughs> province and, uh, <laughs> That's amazing. and josh you are you you are correct it is ass loss in ayrshire i think that's how you say it yeah ayrshire yeah have you been to Aslos? I have not, no. Okay. Okay, so we're learning a little bit today. Um, <laughs> I had to come up with this like an hour before the interview, so don't hold it against me, you guys. No, this is perfect. Okay, so Billy, in Canada, will you find a town called Come By Chance or a town called Leave By Demand? Leave By Demand. Okay, and Josh, is it Butts Wind or dingleberry it's gotta be dingleberry okay so um not a whole lot going on on the board you're both incorrect it's come by chance newfoundland and buttswind st andrews wow so just to recap we've got one more round left uh josh has one point and billy has none so we could see a <laughs> tie here Make this triple points, so let, let Billy take take it if he gets Okay, right. so this this one's double or nothing. We're a gambling podcast. So Billy, uh, in Canada, is it 
a town called Titty or a town called Big Beaver? <laughs> Big Beaver. Okay, and Josh, um, is it Fat Fatty's Gulch or The Bastard? We got the, the sad bastard with us today. <laughs> Let's go with that. I'll go down with the uh, ship. Okay, well, uh, you'll be happy to know, Billy. It is Big Beaver. I think that's in Alberta or something. I missed it. But uh, <laughs> so you win the game and that you were incorrect, Josh, with the bastard. Or no, wait, you were right. No, sorry. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. I suck at this. He, he was smiling okay. pretty hard, so I think he knew. Okay, so so actually, I'm sorry. We're gonna have to make an adjustment. This is uh this is so embarrassing. But by one point, Josh takes it with the bastard. Oh, so congratulations to both of you. And I feel thank like you it's another playing. tainted win. I don't. I don't feel good about this victory at all. <laughs> I don't feel good about anything. So <laughs> ever. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And for the Thank folks you. at home, I was reading something where you referred to yourself as the sad bastard, so I wasn't just yeah. taking a shot at you. <laughs> no, that's all right. I didn't start it, but I, but I do repeat it. <laughs> just, just one more quick question I got for you, Billy. Uh, um, hopefully the answer isn't true troubling. It is a song called Troubled Mind. You don't have to answer if you don't want, but I noticed at the end of the song, there's like a secret track. It plays some nice ambient noise. It's like outside. And I love the album, by the way, Crisis Actor. Um, it was really easy to listen to. I just put it on and bang, rolled through the whole thing. Kind of flowed really well. So good job on that record. But oh, uh, what's up with the ambient noise at the end of it? Um, well, to, to be honest, um, you know, as I said before, the record is quite raw for me and i i think i love the way that it sounds i'm really happy with the way that we made it sound and the songs on it but um but i also it was pretty emotionally raw and by the time we recorded that last song it almost wasn't on the record um because i was trying to make that a full band song uh to kind of take away you know from the fact that it is about what it's about and then in the end that wasn't working you know we tried to do it with drums and because of the rhythm of the song it was sounding circusy or something it was something like it had like an oompa feel or something which is so wrong so that meant that when the drums were done that song was left in the in the the wasteland you know but i had we were getting towards the end of the recording and i still had i knew i wanted to do something else and i knew i wanted it to be something different to the rest of the record so i had these bits and pieces of songs and that was the one that was most complete so we just thought well i'll just go in there and i'll try that one and I went in there and I recorded the guitar twice, the acoustic, and then we did two vocal takes. And the first vocal take, I thought I went all the way through it, plain sailing, and it was all fine. And then the second vocal take I did, and I really didn't have a good time. Um, and the, it's an isolated vocal booth away from the recording booth. So Joe, who was producing, and Tim, who was engineering and co-producing, and Dave, um, my guitar player, were all in the same uh area and they they could hear me but they can't see me and uh when i did the vocal take i just really didn't feel good you know as i say we were in the recording studio for eight days and nights and we were doing long 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 days and i hadn't left the house apart from to go to one frank turner show many days ago at this point so i was like pretty out of my mind and i just really like started thinking about everything that i was singing about and didn't feel good um so when we finished the recording of that, Joe came and found me and he said, what do you want to do with, you know, he said, don't tell me what you feel about this just now. 
sleep on it. We'll just not talk about this because he's the producer. So he has to keep the project together and keep us together. And, you know, he said, don't think about this just now. We'll talk about this tomorrow and and we'll decide what to do. And when I woke up the next day, I thought we had to do the second version. But I also didn't really realize that the first version also is I if I, if I've, I listened back to it once and I I realized that it was you can hear it's starting to go the way that it goes the second time through. Anyway, all I guess I'm saying is there's a, a very raw song at the end of the record, but I didn't want to leave it like that because I felt like that was too jarring um, for the record and it's not the right feel for the record. Um, but I didn't know what else to put on there. I thought maybe we could jumble the songs up and we could put that song in the middle and put a fast punk song at the end, like Hogman A or something. Um, but it, that didn't feel right either. It felt the, it felt like there was nowhere else in the record for it to go. Um, and then it was Tim, who's the yeah the co-producer, who said he said to me, he said, "Why don't you take your phone and put it in your pocket and go to somewhere that you find really peaceful and just record some live audio from that, and then we'll see what we get." So I did that, and uh, I didn't think it through. Um, but the place that I went is quite special to me, and when and I, I feel like I probably won't tell people where that is but um but when i was there i recorded the audio and you can hear the audio is not perfect um you can hear the wind and you can hear birds and you can hear water um and and i just kept it going for as long as i as i felt like was the right thing and that's that's the entire recording that's it's all there um but i just felt like it was it, it was too raw and too jarring to to finish the record like that so we left it in a peaceful place instead of somewhere you know oh god like at the end <laughs> that so. awesome cool thank you yeah no worries well we're, we're gonna start wrapping this up but i just have one question i'm uh i'm hoping that you still have a good relationship with him but i just wondering if you have a funny toby story toby jake from red scare oh um i do have a good relationship with him i don't know if i've got like a uh well, I don't know if I've got like a particularly funny story. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, the, the night that I first met Toby was pretty good. Um, like, we were introduced through friends, and uh, I was a big fan of Red Scare and all the bands on Red Scare. I had met Toby. The first time I met Toby was at a Menzinger's gig. Uh, we were playing uh after party show at somewhere called The Pharmacy in Philadelphia. There used to be a pharmacy. And then the Menzingers were playing a big show. This is years ago, so they they were big then, but they weren't as big as they are now, mm-hmm. uh, certainly in the UK. Um, love that band, great band. Uh, but we went to see them first, and then we went back and played this pharmacy. Uh, and it was me, Joe McMahon, Steve-O from The Holy Mess, and uh, my friend Kevin from Empty Lungs. And uh, the show went on till like six in the morning, and I drank four loco for the first time, and I couldn't get <laughs> off the stage because I was telling so many stories, and no one could understand me because I was speaking so fast. And Joe was like, "What the fuck?" Channeling your inner place? your inner Wadi, eh? <laughs> yeah, Scottish pride. <laughs> Joe was headlining, and he was like, "Fucking get off the stage!" Like no one knows what you're talking about. It's like the only time I've ever seen him annoyed. Um, anyway, that was the night that I met Toby. Toby was at the pharmacy. Uh, Tom from the Menzingers came as well. Um, but it wasn't until a few years later that we reconnected. And uh, I, I was looking for a, a label. I was looking for a home for the, for some legacy. Um, and, you know, Red Scare felt like a good 
fit for me like i felt like i really wanted to put the record out that was a dream label i was like if there was one label in the world i wanted to put that record out on it was red scare and when i said that to a friend they were like what are you talking about of course toby would put this out um but that was it wasn't as simple as that you know i then went to you know i went to meet him in, in philadelphia where he was living at the time and i'd already played philadelphia basically we were supposed to meet at fest and then we didn't cross paths because he was you know helping out brendan kelly from lawrence arms at the same time that i was playing he was playing there was like a shit show situation but it meant that i'd already played philadelphia two weeks before and then i ended up going back to play philadelphia like a week after fest like kind of as a as like a like a showcase like, you know like like he put me on first at the pharmacy again after you know before a whole bunch of people sat down on carpets and played like twee indie music you know, like t- terrible <laughs> stuff that made absolutely no sense. And it meant that people came to the show who'd seen me like a week and a half before who were like, why are you playing this? And also, why are you playing so soon after you just played here? And I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know. And then Toby Jag was like right at the front, like drinking beer and like filming it and stuff. And I was like, I think maybe, maybe he likes it because he didn't really give much indication. Like we went for dinner, me, him and my ex-girlfriend. And uh, obviously he was being very nice, but also like, he wasn't telling me anything he wasn't giving anything away <laughs> and uh we went out for drinks after the show and he still wasn't telling me you know we didn't talk about the record at all we were just talking about like ah, he's just being a wise ass and like i don't know he took me to his favorite bar and then uh it wasn't until we went out for breakfast the next day that finally like we still weren't talking about the record and still weren't talking about the record and finally my girlfriend at the time was like went to the bathroom and i realized that she was taking too long in the bathroom and i was like oh she's being smart she's being smart so that i'm getting like one-on-one time with him so i was like do you want to put the record out and he was like nah, yeah i think i'll put the record out you know like it's uh, <laughs> still so like i don't know I, yeah i love him to bits he's hilarious but he's also very like deadpan about stuff and uh he's just <laughs> funny all the time um i saw him at fest in uh you know in, in november as well he was at the show and yeah i don't know is that a funny story <laughs> yeah <laughs> I did. Uh, I used to have a different show called the Punk and Oral Podcast, and I interviewed him and Sam Russo together. And it was funny oh, yeah. because it was a Canadian, a, a British guy. I and... listened to that during the pandemic, right? That was yeah. during lockdown. Yeah, yeah I, remember, I remember that. And yeah. I, I never, like, I obviously was a big fan of Red Scare, but I never really knew too much about Toby as a guy. And I was like, yeah, yeah. you're you're very American. You, know, you just, <laughs> like, at one point even said, like, can the Canadian and the British guy get a word in here, buddy? Going yeah. straight, straight Yankee on us here, not letting us talk at all. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's, he a, he's a beauty. Stories. He's a beauty, yeah. and yeah, I've actually reached out to him because he's the one who set up the Tane interview, and I know, oh, we're nice. hoping we're hoping to get get him on the show. As you said, I guess they got a big anniversary coming up here, pretty nice. quick for for the label. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, or as the as some people call it, the Fat Records Farm Team. <laughs> 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 I guess uh, Pirates Press Farm Team as well now. <laughs> yeah but but it, he on, he honestly seems like he's genuinely excited for the bands that like take that next step you know he's like the launching pad like i've never seen him yeah. upset that a band goes to fat or epitaph or whatever right like he's seems genuinely yeah. stoked for the guys he works with or girls whatever yeah no he's very respectful of that even for me i was worried because i was doing something else for the next record um and I, we hadn't really discussed it and i've you know i didn't tell him until i knew what i was doing because i didn't know what i was doing and i didn't have anything to um to say so finally when i said it i was like oh let's wrote him an email it was like a kind of like oh because we do have a good relationship and a friendly one but you know 
at that point we hadn't you know seen each other for a little while with all the lockdowns and everything and uh yeah when i reached out to him he just got straight back to me within like 30 minutes and was like go for it you know like i've got a fucking red scare tattoo in my arm so he's like you're part of the family you know you always will be so don't worry you know like just fucking go for it good luck yeah so he's uh yeah, he's very understanding. He's, he's a legitimate lover of the of the music and the people, right? So he's, he he's is. happy to see like his friends succeed, right? Yeah, he really is. He's just a friend and he's like a fucking punk nerd like all of us. And when I like uh when he drove us to the fucking he uh, station that day after we went out for lunch. Actually, there's a picture of me and Toby at the place that we went for lunch on the inside of some legacy record. And he's like handing me a vegan, I was vegan at the time. He's handing me like a vegan chocolate brownie or something. And we're like shaking hands, like we were doing a deal. And I'm also <laughs> holding this like vegan chocolate brownie. Um, Signing it's an awesome place. Yeah. It's called like uh, the tasty it's in Philly. Um, why was I saying that? I can't remember. I don't know. What was the reason? Oh, it was just, we got into his car and then he was like, uh, he said, have you ever heard this band? And he pulled like his, it was Glovebox. He had a, a, a punk band, like a CD from from a, a small punk band, you know, who a great punk band from Scotland called Hateful. Um, but like the fact he had that CD in his car was like, why does this guy who runs this label in America, I don't know, like it was like, what are you, why have you got that? But it's because he just fucking loves it. He loves music. And uh, I played with the, the singer from Hateful, Recently, uh, on the gigs with TV Smith, we played in Glasgow, and the singer from Hateful plays in another band called the Red Eyes, who are also another great Glasgow punk band. And um, before they went on stage, I was like, "Have you ever heard of a label called Red Scare?" And he was like, uh, "I think so." And then I was just like, "You do realize that the label had like, you know, really loves your band?" And he was like, "Oh fuck, well that's made my day," you know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> because they're they're a great band, but they've never played in America, you know, they've never played outside Europe, and um, I don't know. That just proves something to me. Proves like he he fucking loves it. He's dialed in. He's not just chasing the the bands that you know are on the way up. You know, like he helps the bands yeah. go on their way up, which is cool. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, we'll we'll let him come on and and hype. You know, toot his own horn. He likes to do that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Billy. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time. I know the the time zones thing is kind of a pain in the butt, but we made it. We made it happen. Now. We gotta go to work but <laughs> um, yeah no worries before Thanks i let you me. go anything you want to hype in the immediate future or um well there is some stuff that will be announced by now but i guess we could have talked about it but there's not really anything to say apart from the fact it's happening i'm playing some shows in scotland in march um so if anyone from scotland is listening to this i'll be in edinburgh glasgow and a small town called forfer um and the bastard and yeah and uh in, Twat, in May, of course I'm, 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 uh, <laughs> headlining show in twat <laughs> <laughs> sorry um that's all right uh in may i'll be in uh i'll be in canada for the first time because i'm playing pusa fest um oh cool so that's that that will be announced by by the time this comes out so i'll be there with the full band i don't know oh. how many shows we're playing around it but we are playing pusa and i've never oh. been to canada so i'm really excited can yeah. i get seven on the guest list Sure. <laughs> oh, and nice do you want to sing? Oh, okay, okay, that's good. But do you want to sing on my album real quick? While yes. Let's well, okay, rub some bongs and sing some gas vocals. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> awesome, Billy. Well, yeah, we'll we'll let you go, and that's awesome that you're coming to Canada. Hopefully, one day you can come to our neck of the woods. We're on the opposite side of the country, 
Oh, it's a, it's a large nation. It's even bigger than America. So, whereabouts are you? I'm in uh, Alberta. Oh, okay. And he's in British Columbia. So, nowhere did you ever near hear the band, um, did, did you ever hear the band Fist City from Alberta? Fist City? Yeah. No. Oh, man. They were cool. Like, uh, I helped them out with some shows in Scotland a long time ago when they first came to the UK. Uh, but they're from Alberta, Canada. I'm oh. like, that's a band I'd love to try and hook up with but like i don't think they're active at the moment but they put out a couple of really good records they're oh, from there but. i'll be uh spinning their record as soon as i hang up here there's also yeah. new new swears are a band i really like i think they're from ottawa um okay. but like they're like I'm a garage punk band okay okay but yeah i, I don't have my geography dialed <laughs> in for canada you know I, yeah it's a big it's a big nation we're we're west coast okay Whereas uh, Ontario is the East Coast. So. But oh, okay. uh, yeah, that, you're telling us some bands we don't know, whether it's Scottish or Canadian. Yeah, we'll check those out for sure. Cool. cool. And on that note, who do you want to hear to, to play us off? One last oh, song. Um, I don't know. Um, maybe we could hear one of those bands. Maybe we could hear, um, do you want to play a new new Swears song? Stay Gold. What, 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 uh, Stay Gold by New Swears. Perfect, buddy. All right. Well, thanks for taking the time, man. We'll uh, yeah, no we'll be eagerly watching your uh, your uh, upcoming events, and hopefully, I can get my hands on some wax of yours for a reasonable price. Yeah. Getting it to Canada yeah. is often an issue. <laughs> yeah, I would post one to you, but it would be so fucking expensive. It's fucking yeah, wild. <laughs> Maybe Pirates Press will send you some stuff, but yeah, since we're tastemakers, you know, running this podcast. Yeah, I couldn't get through that without laughing. <laughs> T- taste makers. Uh, we're a tu- we're a touchstone podcast, boys. There you touchstone. go. <laughs> All right, buddy. Have a great night. Yeah, you too. Uh, well, have a great Thank day. You. Yeah, thanks.
This is Billy Liar, and you're listening to Denim Radio. And we're back. Hell yeah. Good stuff, man. It was it was great chatting. That was our first uh, Across the Pond interview, so I don't know about you, but it felt pretty rad. I mean, it's not my first, but the first in this entity of Denim Radio, so that was pretty rad. Yeah, I mean, it was a great chat. Billy was easy to talk to. He's got a whole wealth of experience and music and... Uh, yeah, it was great to hear him talk for a bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, we've kind of got ourselves a little bit of a relationship with the fine folks at Pirates Press. So uh, they, they set this up. And it was funny, too, when they first sent like an introductory email, like, oh, Billy would be down. And I was like, I know this fucking guy's from the UK. I couldn't remember if it was Ireland or Scotland, but it is Scotland. Like, this is, this is going to be difficult for our 8 p.m. <laughs> usual time where we do our interviews but we made it work not at 8 p.m but because that was like three in the morning for him but yes we figured out the time zones i'm like can you do it at this time and he was down it was, it was like supper time for him and breakfast time for us i guess we could add some baileys in our coffee but we were we were mature for once in our lives oh i can't speak for you you didn't do your breathalyzer this time so i assume you were sober <laughs> i kind of i kind of run on irish time too because i have a good friend that used to live in canada now he lives in ireland and we talk a lot and we play video games online together and so i'm just going to selfishly say shout out hugo i know he's been listening to the podcast thanks buddy hell yeah i love that guy i don't know him but i love him already you go for being a fan of the show you go from dublin <laughs> Hell because yeah. i think ireland and scotland are on the same time they're quite close in proximity i believe i that sounds like another hat alternative fact from Ty. <laughs> <laughs> England, Ireland, Scotland, pretty much the same fucking place. Same people, same accent. Everything's the same. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna stay out of the out of uh United Kingdom politics. Stay today. out of making me feel any more dumb than I already do. <laughs> Hey, I don't think either of us put our foot in the most this time, which is rare. Billy was just such an interesting cat that he uh, we just let him go. I mean, when you got st- stories about hanging out with Fred, Fred, Frank Turner, Fred Turner. Hey, I went so good without putting my foot in my mouth. Hanging out with Brett, the Hitman Hart. 
<laughs> Fred Penner. <laughs> All right, so that's how we're gonna finish this episode with a Fred Penner song. <laughs> no, we should play a we should play a Frank Turner song. Can I choose one? Or do you already got uh, one? no, unfortunately, it's too late for that. No. No, of course you can. I'll play I'll play it's this. Other... <laughs> I'll play it's mine another late. day. Go for it, man. It's too late. Say Frank Turner's gone. Okay. <laughs> this song. I guess is there anything else you want to say before we uh anything coming up? Um I think I think you're playing a show tonight or something, aren't you? Uh yeah, I'm playing a show. No, I'm when playing a show on is... Saturday night. Oh, oh, tomorrow night. Oh, <laughs> yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm, we're playing at the the Effy Arts uh, uh collective, Effy Arts Collective in Kamloops BC on the North Shore. It's an all ages show. There's six bands, comedians in between the bands, uh and a night market all going on in the evening during the show. So it's going to be crazy. It's a very cool venue. If you've never been there, uh, now's a great time to check it out. Playing with six bands, so five other really cool bands. Go ahead and check that out on our social media, and we'll see you at the show on Saturday, tomorrow, as it were. So meta. <laughs> we did this interview last week. We're talking about a show that's actually in a week, but it's tomorrow if you're listening to this on Friday, but if you're not listening on Friday, it's all in the past. Anyways, Josh, if my, fa- if, if our fans are half as easily confused as I am, it's now hopeless. <laughs> We're in trouble. It's not, We're none of trouble. them are coming to the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope some people went to the show, especially if it's fundraisers, because it's always good to, to, to raise funds for, for whatever it may be. Yeah. It's for cancer, but like oh, yeah. not the, not the cure. It's for cancer. Oh, it's a pro-cancer rally. Yeah, no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the The show is February 24th. So just just to clarify. So, so join the convoy, pro-cancer convoy. <laughs> no, it's for the venue. High is organized. The venue needs a new sound system, and it's a really cool venue that we want to see stick around our town. So yeah, the fundraiser is for the FE Arts Collective. Hell yeah. <laughs> there, there's a terrible gas joke that I'll leave alone. Okay. Sh- FE Arts. <laughs> i'll leave it alone i'll leave it alone but you're all thinking it <laughs> all right i'll play a quick song um song i want to hear is i'm not i'm not, I'm not i'll to be completely honest like I've, i'm not like an anti-frank turner person i just never really dove into his music but another bc boy um actually i guess i know that photosynthesis song because it's pretty big but anyways um Another BC boy, Mr. Jesse Labor Day. We'll have to get him on the show, actually. He's an, he's an author writing fantasy novels. <laughs> um, he, at one point, when this album first came out, FTHC is what the album was called. No idea what it stands for. But uh, there's a song called Miranda on it. And Jesse was singing its praises on Twitter like years ago because this came out when. No, 2022. So I guess it wasn't that long. You know what? Let the, let the guests do their own homework. We we don't lay it all out for you. You got to do uh, find a little bit of this information yourself. <laughs> Anyways, this, this song is called. Sorry, I'm insulting your guys' intelligence again. My bad. Uh, this song is called Miranda, and it's about apparently his uh, father is now a transgender woman named Miranda. So he wrote this song, and he I guess he hated her, hated him as a father, but. If this is a true story, but now they've they've reconciled since Miranda Miranda came into the picture. Look so I don't know. That's kind, this of a, kind of a cool song. But anyways, on that note, make sure you guys are going to highendatinumrecords.com and uh getting your all things all things head. Um lots of cool shit coming down the pipe. So 
Until next time, this has been Josh. And Ty. We will see you again. Peace.
Because said. Because said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I liked it. You think house painting's hard, but it really ain't. Check out pretty and paint. Today.